2: follow us on instagram at from the shadows podcast we have a youtube channel go to the search bar at youtube and put from the shadows podcast and please subscribe to that channel we are also on the odyssey radio network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com we're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on we get a lot of feedback so please rate the podcast And communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Now I'm going to turn you over to your host shane
1: grove hey everyone shane grove here and i want to let you guys know that my book series from the shadows is available on amazon and amazon kindle there are three different books available there's volume one and volume two return of the lizard man and then there's a special screenplay edition which includes both volume one and volume two in screenplay format so if you're a big fan of Bigfoot, Lizardmen, Conspiracy Theories, The X-Files, and Mysterious Men in Black. I urge you to go and check out these books. And if you like them, you know what? Please leave me a great review. And if you don't like them, I apologize. So anyway, check them out. And if you really want an autographed copy, message me through from the Shadows podcast. And I'll see what I can do. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome everybody to the From the Shadows podcast. I am your host, Shane Grove. And once again, I find myself extremely close to the judge tonight. How's it going, judge? It's it's sharing another set of headphones again for another round. So it's uncomfortably close. I know, but I do appreciate the, uh, the aftershave that you put on tonight. I wore it just for you. It's Abercrombie. <laughs> Abercrombie. <laughs> oh, What's better than brute? By Faberge, uh, That's one of our sponsors. Forgot right. to put that. one of our sponsors. Okay. Okay. Hey, Jason, the producer. How's it going tonight?
2: Uh, doing well. Doing well. I, I hope you gentlemen
1: are nice and cozy over there. We are. We. Yeah. It's 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 becoming a kind of a Wednesday night habit for us to. Oh, that's not good.
3: <laughs> <to>.
1: <laughs> there's worse habits we could have.
2: That is true.
1: <laughs> As you heard before we came on the air, there's worse habits that we could. have. so everybody we're super excited tonight we have a uh, special guest from the sunshine state uh and i am going to i'm going to call him an expert because i don't know anybody else who knows as much as he does about the subject we're going to talk tonight talk about tonight uh skunk expert stacy brown joins us from florida tonight how you doing stacy doing good man how about y'all well, well, other than sitting way uncomfortably close to this guy, <laughs>
4: what is that about now? What are you doing? Like, well, why are you doing this? Well,
1: because uh, because of the time that we're recording this this episode, it, Jason cannot be in our presence, and Jason, the producer, comes with certain technical uh, expertise devices devices that make us make our recording a little more comfortable. Uh, in other words, the judge and I are sharing a set of earbuds hooked up to my iPad. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, so, and so we're, we're kind of close. We're, we're under- it, it literally feels like we're at the prom together and, and they're playing Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, 2020 and you don't have a pair of
1: AirPods. Well, now where would be the fun in that? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I the debauchery
2: runs the- deep.
1: Air AirPods are not in the budget. Of course, we're <laughs> we're old school. Yeah, we're old school. Just be glad like, when we had Shannon Legro on. she goes, you got to, wait? Do you guys have one big headphone?" And you guys, are, your ears are together and there's a headphone. No, we hey, don't. Grover still walks around with a walking cassette tape. Yeah, of course. Why not? So I'm super excited to have Stacy on tonight because um, the subject matter skunk ape is something yep. we've never had on our show other it, than a other than a glancing right. story by uh mark Muncy. right right mark Muncie. so this is you know this is a good topic because i've kind of scratched my head on this whole concept of the skunk ape and how it fits into the whole sasquatch and bigfoot realm and genre yep. and, and is there a difference and how are they related so we have stacy brown with us tonight Who's gonna clear this up for us? Oh, he's gonna clear-, yeah. oh, right. yeah. clear it up for us. Hey, <laughs> clear, clear it up. Here we go. You <laughs> so called say, the right so, person. Yes, so, <laughs> so so tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, a little bit of your background, and how how you became, in our words, a this the preeminent skunk ape expert.
4: Oh, okay. Well, uh, I am um, I guess if I had to label myself anything, I guess I would be a, a skunk ape researcher first. You know what an I mean? Enthusiast.
1: enthusiast yeah,
4: enthusiast. Yeah, really enthusiast. <laughs> you know. Uh, so one thing led to another, man. I, I seen one of these things in two thousand and eleven, right there at the end, and then you know it just kind of turned into an obsession. Like unhealthy obsession. So, so growing up
1: as a kid, were you into cryptozoology and the paranormal? Most definitely.
4: Like uh, when I was a kid, I watched Unsolved Mysteries, and that show sightings. And
2: the dude from Star Trek was on it. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy. No,
1: no, 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 no. not that
2: no, one. You're uh, thinking oh, In Search of Yeah, I'm thinking of In Search of Yes.
1: Jesus. Yeah. Stacy's much younger than us. I'm 36, so... Yeah, he's much younger than us, okay? He's, when he says Star Trek, he probably means next generation. Next generation. Yeah. Jonathan Franks, yes. There you go. Which I'm not even sure Stacy knows who Captain Kirk is. Oh, come on now,
4: my dad. <laughs> I still had to watch that crap with my dad, but it was like, it wasn't crap. good. It wasn't good to me. Like, I did, Lee I didn't Shatner
1: would slap you right now for it
4: was yes. probably great back in the day like because my dad watched what was it lost in space with me and yeah. uh and wow man you probably <laughs> like probably don't
1: even like, know who like, the night stalker is. But... ain't I remember do.
2: space 1999
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyways
4: uh i would watch these shows with my dad and so I had all my friends convinced there was Bigfoot living in the woods across the street, right? Because we lived in a rural community. You know, it was probably about 8,000 people when I was uh, growing up. Most of the roads are dirt, you know, and we played in the woods. You know, you didn't stay in the house. So actually was uh, at a young age, probably around seven, six or seven, um, looking for Bigfoot in the woods around where I lived, and uh, you know, we go out there and scare ourselves and then everybody take off running out of the woods. It was just kids being kids, but I was interested in it. And then, you know, life just kind of, you know, was life and uh, you know, I was wrestling uh, and then I got into music and, you know, and had family and things like that. And then, you know, kind of come back around full circle (laughs) When I was like 27 or so, I guess. I can't really remember how old I was at the time off the top of my head. But, um, you know, that I got back into Bigfooting. You know, I mean, me and my dad were doing it as a way to get out of the house. But we really didn't ever actually think anything would turn up. You know, because everybody thinks, uh, you know, at least I did, is I had Bigfoot. You think Washington State. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, so think, you don't
1: generally think. Yeah you, know, you don't, Florida, but,
4: yeah, you don't think, Florida. But then when you look at it, like, had I been educated uh, at that age about things that I would have liked to have known, you know, I would have thought about, I've been able to theorize that would have been like, oh, hey, you know what? This is a warm climate. If we're really going to talk about the possibility of this creature living anywhere in the United States, it's going to be smack dab where we're at. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, I, I think of the misconception about the state of Florida. <clears throat> for people that just vacation in Florida, they think beaches and Disney World and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and my dad, who lived in Florida for almost 30 years before he passed away, he lived out in the sticks. And yeah. you get away mm-hmm. from in the beaches, and it is really a remote state with a lot of, a lot of foliage and a lot of swamps and, and woods and things like that. And it's, it's a perfect environment for, I would think. Well, it's very, it's very inhospitable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when small. you get, I mean, when you get out to the mosquitoes and the terrain and, and the snakes thing, yeah. and the alligators and all so that. So be perfect.
4: But, see, you can eat most of those things. Well, you know I what can't. I'm saying? It doesn't It doesn't really freeze here. Uh, you know, the, the environment, I find it hard to believe that in some of those parts in Washington that this creature would actually exist because of how cold it gets. I mean, and, and granted, we do have bears up there, you know, so I know animals can make it happen, but we're talking about a humanoid type figure.
1: Yeah, but you think about bears. Bears in them states they hibernate during the winter because there is a lack of food. Right. And so are
4: and... you telling me that this this animal that I seen did that? Because there ain't no way in hell. This guy didn't have the pounds to go laying up for four months.
1: Well, and and that's sort of the the whole thing about Sasquatch where we've gotten into debates with people is, you know, how does something that big consume enough calories to be able to, you know, to be able to move and to be able to exist. And then you get in a cold weather climate when when there's not the, you know, the vegetation. Well, I, I just want to point out to you, I only have, as big as I am, I only have to consume about 1,500 or 2,000. And I still maintain this svelte figure that I walk around. I mean, so it's not like he's got to yeah, but go you eat know, a cat inside I mean, Yeah, but hey, so when you
4: get outside... You get outside and you're in the elements, you know, that shit comes off of you quick.
1: So Hey, I am a mailman it doesn't come off very quick. <laughs> but but keep in mind, animals are different. I mean, because in order to keep your body in order to keep your body warm, you know, your body has to burn calories to keep yourself warm. So if you're out in the elements, or the same thing to keep your body cool, you know, to, your body spends a lot of calories either keeping your body cool or keeping your body warm. It's not like us sitting in an air conditioning or something like that. So, right. but so back to to the topic. So, did you ever really think as a kid when you were running around that Bigfoot was real, or did you think this was something you know folklore, urban legends, things like oh, that that
4: people? No, people hey, were? it was it was in my head. It was in my head. These things are real. Uh, you know, those shows left such an impression on me, and then you know, like hearing my grandma, my granny. Uh, her, hearing her talk about it, because they they lived in more of the sticks than I did. You know what I mean? They grew up when, like, back in the day, like the 40s and stuff, and they still lived in the area. So, I could only imagine when there was, like, 700 people in the town.
1: <laughs> what so, it was what like. sort of stories did you hear from your, from your granny?
4: Oh, just, you know, uh, typical things about not going out at night, because that man's out there, and she was always talking about you know, the hairy man that was out there, the monkey man is what they would call it. So uh it was just, I guess more, uh, she had told me she had seen it when she was a kid, you know, one way or another, a chicken coop in different places, but to not basically be outside late at night. So I didn't, uh, growing up, you look, you think back on it and it's like, yeah, she was probably just telling me that, but maybe she wasn't. Uh, it's my uncle Bobby had told me one about how he was on the Oklotny River because back then you could do like uh, you could sell catfish. I mean, you still sell catfish now, but for the most part, the industry is through like uh, farm raised. Mm-hmm. So back then he caught catfish for a living and he said he saw somebody swimming across the, the river there at like midnight, you know. And it's in Florida, it's kind of odd, you know, because there's some very massive alligators in the Oklotny River. And uh nighttime's just not the time to be splashing around. So anyways, uh, he said it was swimming right over. And so he, he drove the boat over it cause he's seen it swimming.
1: Thinking maybe this is a person there in distress.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And just didn't have a light or nothing. And, and when he hit it with its light, he said the thing turned and like, it like grabbed the front of the boat and turned and looked at him and screamed. He said it was gone, you know, and it was just stuff like that. So it, it definitely had me afraid of the dark, whether any of these things were real or not. But there was a few stories in there that were just like, "Ugh."
1: Did your uncle then keep going out catfishing at night on the river? Oh yeah, yeah, day?
4: yeah. Well, that's oh, what they—that's what he they did for a living. So <laughs> it wasn't like it was.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like you're just saying. Well, no, you uh, know what I'm going to go ahead and quit. How I make? I it. don't know. Oh. You run into something like that that may change your... Uh, so you're telling me occupation. if you're delivering the mail someday and you see something like this, you're just going to give up delivering the mail. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. just be careful you don't look in the book. Look, if a dog even looks at me, I feel like quitting or retiring. What you about? Imagine if going to So as a kid, so you hear these stories, and, and those are pretty, I mean, pretty cool stories. I mean... I, I've never heard... I, that is the first story I've heard of one in the water. Like that, right? Like, oh wow! So, hey, like, at least
4: in this state, there's a lot of the stories are in the water.
1: Really? Like, like once, yeah, I've never heard of one like. So what did? So, so when your uncle told you that story, what was his belief as to what he saw?
4: Oh yeah, definitely a bigfoot. Like no doubt. You know what I mean?
1: So, So so, explain. I guess so. You're calling a Bigfoot, we we commonly know it as skunk ape in Florida. Well, yeah, so I just, is yeah. There a dif- is there a okay, difference? So,
4: all right, you seen like a, a white-tailed deer, or a or better, better example, the panther, the Florida panther. It's the okay. same thing as the mountain lion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same exact thing, bro. It's just like smaller. So they give it a little bit of a species classification. Mm-hmm. They change it you know what i mean they're they're two different animals now uh but they're basically the same thing so i think what you have is the same thing with like our white-tailed deer and our black bear Mm. same things just smaller
1: closer to the equator tougher environment you know yeah interesting so am i correct in that where the skunk ape comes from name it's not because it smelled like a skunk but because one of the first recorded sightings Described as having a white stripe on its head or back. And it reminded someone of a scum. Am I right on that or am I wrong? Yep.
4: That's uh, that's, uh, that's true. That was up here in the panhandle. Uh, had a white stripe on its head. And so that's what they thought. And, you know, a lot of the earlier sightings of this creature, like, some of them, that's not the only one that's had it. You know, it even had, I think... Um, it wasn't lettuce lake or maybe it was lettuce lake but they had somebody put a damn thing out there and had a white stripe on top of its head it was like a gorilla with a white stripe painted on top of its head but uh, so that like made the news but anyways there's been a lot of sightings of that you know back in the day uh, you had a lot of sightings of them being just like solid white too so but you don't get those that much
1: anymore at least. So are you saying that the, that the Florida skunk ape, which, you know, is falling under the Bigfoot category, is smaller than the uh, than the Midwestern or the, the uh, Pacific? Well, not
4: necessarily Pacific. like, yeah, not necessarily like uh, smaller in like height, you know, uh, thing that I saw could have very well been eight foot tall. You know what I'm saying? I can't exactly tell you how tall the damn thing was. I can guess but I didn't be like, hold still. You know what I mean? Right. Like, shit right. out. We're going to do this right. you going to come over here and scare the hell out of me and my friend. You know, we're going to do some stuff. So, no, nah, it wasn't like that. It was just like, I mean, maybe he was six and a half feet tall. Fuck, maybe he was eight feet tall. I know he so, wasn't 10, but he, he, but he was just like, he looked like he lived in a swamp,
1: bro. Like, so I don't know how to explain that. So tell okay so tell us let's let's hear your first encounter with the skunk ape that that led you to the next level of investigating and researching and researching and stuff.
4: Um okay so I take it everybody's familiar with finding Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep, you, yep. You remember the second episode they were in Florida and this lady had a handprint on the inside of her door.
1: yeah i think i do remember it does sound familiar yeah if not you
4: can look it up on youtube it's up there uh but so anyways they put this lady's name on the uh on the tv and i was like that can't be a real name you know what i mean i didn't think they'd actually put somebody's real name up there but they did so uh we had a thing called the white pages (laughs)
1: Uh, now your son now your son is as old as us (laughs) and you picked up your rotary dial phone yeah i
4: did okay and called her up there she was she was right in the uh phone book you know and so we called her up uh i talked to her on the phone and she told us to come back in november so me and my dad were gonna go he got sick um and wasn't able to go but me and my bass player went my bass player's like "Ah, i'll go with you and so he goes with me and immediately would pull up in the yard and i say the yard they had a driveway it was probably half a mile long through the woods and they uh had this little house just built back it was like on 30 acres but there was more or less like, uh, 5,000 acres right there where there really wasn't anything, you know, different hunting oh, yeah. leases and stuff and a Creek run through there, a flat Creek and I 10 interstate was right there. So, uh, just a beautiful area. And anyways, as we're driving in the driveway, we see something step into the bushes a- out of the road, you know, and I was like, hell no. Nah. Uh, you know, uh, we thought, like, power and suggestion. You know, we're psyching ourselves up. and um,
1: Mass hysteria. Yeah,
4: well, you know when you get around somebody. Like, I do I do ghost hunting, too. And, like, depending on who you're around, the whole feel would be different. Because, like, if you were my brother-in-law, that dude, hey, it ain't going to feel right in there to him. And he's going to let you know, hey, something just don't feel right right now. You know what I'm saying? You got that person, so... We were trying not to hype ourselves up because that that stuff, while it is fun, uh, it is in no way helpful <laughs> with anything. So we think we see that, then we 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 meet her and her husband Bill, and they uh, tour us around. We sit in the back of like this Kawasaki mule, you know what I'm talking about? One of the mm-hmm. like side by side things. Uh, yeah. And so they drive us around the property, and they're telling us about all the stuff that's happened there. There's a sighting. Somebody seen one right there. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And then she drops the bomb on us as they're putting us where we're going to camp. We are the only people to ever camp out there. And I was like, oh, shit. They drove away, and I was like, damn, bro.
1: Meaning you and your buddy are the only ones that are going to camp out there. Have ever camped out there?
2: Wow! <laughs> <laughs> and so, and
1: so, could you hear them laughing as they drove away over the? Oh no! <laughs> well, <laughs>
4: that was she said. Are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, yeah. You know, I like call bluff. So we uh, we go around. We explore the uh, place. A shit ton of intricate tree breaks, like structures, and they weren't structures. Like everybody always says. And I often laugh and just wonder if maybe it's a... Because I've never really found these huge structures, right? Yeah, yeah. I, the structures that I find <clears throat> often are like knee-high. The middle of fucking nowhere. And then you just got this little structure that's been built. It's like maybe knee-high, maybe waist-high. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's what we were finding all over the place. But, like, you I figure these people are uh, old... Right. So they're not good. She's got lupus and shit. So they're not going to be like coming out there in the woods. Uh,
1: and yeah, it, they're not build, They're not building those things. To, it's not to, them. to hope like, somebody that in no, that, a place where nobody goes.
4: It, right. exactly. And like, what were the chances mm-hmm. on your 30 acres that I was going to go through those, go through those thick ass bushes, cross that creek? And then find that thing tucked off over in there, you know? I mean, like, what would you do it for? No, it makes no sense, right? So, anyways, we go. It becomes uh, nighttime, and we go out. We sit on this ridge uh, where we found this one structure that we called the uh, the the balance beam because it was like it was almost like a scale. Like there was there was two things two Two kind of structures, like, made. And now you gotta figure, this is about waist-high. There was these things, like, bent over. And then there was one just laid across it, just perfect. If you scooted that fucker too far one way, it would come off. You know what I mean? It was just, like, really odd. You couldn't have, you know, like... I don't know how you would have blamed that on a storm. (laughs) You know? It was just odd. It wasn't by...
1: It wasn't an accident. It wasn't no, like, of nature or accident. It was somebody purposely.
4: Yeah, you know, like either that, they yeah. did it, they did it, or somebody's fucking with them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, there, there was only two options. It was either a human built this or a, or a Bigfoot built this. Right. Skunk ape, Sasquatch, whatever. Uh, so we sit there and we see this. I have one of these little thermal cameras that was like the. It's got the screen you can see on it, a little I-7, I think it was, a FLIR I-7 or something like that. Yeah. You know, they're like for looking at wires and shit like that.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. We Um, got them at work. uh,
4: So, we're looking across this ridge, and there's this heat signature there. We can't really tell what it is. You know, it's just a blob, and you can't tell how far away it is. And it's November, and these hickory nuts are falling out of the trees, and we start noticing that they're falling up the hill, if that makes sense. They would, like, bounce in front of us and come up with velocity like it was thrown. Not like it was dropped, but like <laughs> you're coming up the hill. And you got to figure this is the one spot in Florida where there's actually hills. The rest of the state's flat as a pancake. But uh, this part of the state, you, you would look, think you're in northern Georgia or something like that. You know, um, and that was—I mean, it was—it was bouncing up the hill towards us, and then we realized that thing that's sitting over there in that clump of trees is throwing shit at us. jeez! Uh, <laughs> oh, so <laughs> we 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 got up, we walked back to the camp. Uh, come to find out, we were actually not too far from our camp. Um, but because we only knew the trails, we ended up having to go like walk the rest of the property to get back to our camp. So we ended up having to walk over a mile. Um, but as the crow flies, we were right there at our camp. So as soon as we get back to the camp, shit starts up. We're kind of on a hill and it's about like a 75 foot drop all around us, or at least like three quarters of the way. The backside to us is, uh really young planted pine forest um, and and a lot of undergrowth. So just around down the the hill there, there was just all this walking around, you know, the the two steps, stop. And so we would, like, shine the the lights, our floodlight. You know, we had this little, like, floodlight that I floundered with. I, like, gig flounder with it. You can see, like, you know, it lights up the bottom of the damn bay there, so you can see what you're doing. Hmm. And uh, so I shine it at this tree, and it, the noises would stop, bro. <laughs> but then I, and I would hold it on. I'd be like, all right, cool. I can do this. I can do this. I can sit here, and I swear to you, man, the second you turn that light off, the thing go back to moving second you turn it light it didn't matter however long i would wait that thing would wait longer than i would So let me ask this question real
1: quick yeah man because man. It, it, did you have any guns or firearms with you <laughs> of course okay does he so, doesn't he sound like where he grew up that he, he would have that he doesn't go to the doesn't go to the grocery store without with a gun it sounds but, like to me he's got a pickup truck with a Gatling gun on the back it yeah. just drives around was, uh, <laughs> just, just jack light and deer I uh, we, so, we we take care of the population. Yes. Yeah. So so you're so you're there, and at some point, do you say, "Look, this, maybe we got to get the hell out of here"? Not yet.
4: Uh,
1: <laughs> no. I mean, because I got to be honest with you. At this point, I know something's up there, and it's screwing with me. I got to start thinking to myself. At, at what point do you say, "You know what"? And you're pretty sure, I mean, you're pretty sure it's not another person that, you know.
4: Oh, well, so, like, that gun is a Ruger Red Hawk 44 Magnum, and oh. it's like chrome, and it's in my hand. All right. Okay. So, okay. like, if it is somebody, they are on their last marble, bro. <laughs> all right, well, I,
3: mm-hmm. like,
4: you, you can't look up the hill and see that and be like all right yeah hey this is still a good idea let's continue on this route because the right. second something jumped out behind that tree and screamed going down like i ain't fucking around
1: yeah okay all right so that's so so you <laughs> that's how scared i was this. that's how scared you okay okay yeah. so you were so you yeah, I mean, you were scared, but you still wanted to you know still wanted to know what the heck is out there.
4: Well, you know? so you get into this spot where you're like, when I, when I was talking about it would wait me out, you you sitting there, you're like, this can't be happening. You know what I mean? Like, I've I yeah. seen myself as a fairly intelligent person, and at the time, Bigfoot ain't real. Bigfoot's cool, but this lady is crazy, and all this shit is bullshit.
1: It's pop culture. Yeah,
4: yeah, is, it's know. it's it's just it's just a weirdness, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, it, so you struggle with it. And so we're sitting there, stuff's going down, stuff's going down. Sitting on the cooler, we're we're now drinking. I'm now drinking, okay. Uh, my buddy was gonna drink regardless, <laughs> right? He didn't carry a <laughs> gun. Well, he gone. is the bass player. He's he the is base the bass player. Leader. Okay, so all right, we know what we're on the same page here. Uh, <laughs> so it, we're just sitting there it gets quiet we almost forget about what the hell's went on and then you just hear this like
1: uh, uh, and that's not the bass player
4: that's, <laughs> no, that ain't the bass player because we both turn and they're at the end of the light as far as that firelight reached you can see that thing standing there looking at us. And then it just turns around and walks back into the woods. You know what I mean? It kind of snored. Uh, that's how I tell people. It's like it kind of snored, snored, you know?
1: Like a it, snort? It, it, no, no like it like was snoring. asleep.
4: Snoring. Yeah, like he was snoring almost. His, bre-
1: his really? breathing sounded yeah. like snoring.
4: Huh. And yeah. didn't look like it was having a good time. You know what I mean? It looked yeah. like life was as hell. I, I hear everybody talk about, uh, you know, oh, the, the, the hair was so, so nice, especially down here. You never, very few people that I talk to. And, hey, I'll tell you, honestly, if I talk to 100 people, probably five of them are telling the truth. The rest of the people are fucking with me for whatever reason. That's not being <laughs> fair. And they even think, think you're going to put them on TV or some shit like that.
1: So describe what the describe for our listeners. What did the hair look like? Color, texture, length. Okay. So
4: color ain't going really. I'm colorblind. Okay. So that's it was. I mean, from the fire, the fire lighting it up. You know, mm-hmm. at a distance like that, that color, that hair could have been dark, dark, uh, like brown. It could have been black. You know what I mean? It, it kind of looked like a reddish brown. That could have been. But it a, wasn't white. white. No, it wasn't white. The darker color, but so it's like not covered completely in hair either. Like it is, but not thick. Like, okay, if you look at the Boggy Creek cover and you see that lanky animal crossing the creek there or yes. wherever, you know what I'm talking about? That iconic? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. That's what it looked like. But like the hair's not thick. It's like thin. Them arms are gangly. They look nasty, bro.
1: Look greasy. So, so, it, so what you saw truly looks like what people described 200 years ago is the, is the wild hairy man. It yeah. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look like the fully uh-uh. covered in hair. So like, so like yeah, these like people the talk chestnut. about
4: some type of Chewbacca creature that I don't even know is a thing like that. That's something I look into when I talk to these people. Cause I kind of, you know, you got to use critical thinking skills at some point. The thing so is like sitting out there with beautiful hair. <laughs> you know, it what is it, brush your shit out?
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's not gonna happen, not out in the swamp area. Well
1: now hey, so you answered your own your own kind of observation. Why it looks so miserable.
4: <laughs> now, hey, like at the same time, you gotta figure, uh so I start I see this, right? And I go into that yeah. obsession, I start staying out there for like ten days at the time living off the land my thing was becoming bigfoot that's that's what was stuck in my head if i'm gonna find sounds these like creatures, a new show becoming huh, Bigfoot. well it's like if you're gonna find these creatures you have to do as they do so i'd take like two three days worth of food in case i just could not find nothing to eat for the first few days but once you find the food and you find the hogs and then
1: everything's there then your activity's there so you're out there killing wild hogs eating them Living off the land. Snakes. Eating
4: snakes, too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't kill the hogs in too much trouble.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> what kind of snakes are you eating?
4: Uh, moccasins. Uh, rattlesnakes are hard to find nowadays. Uh, but, I, you know, sometimes you get like a rat snake. Depends on what you get, you know. Hell, when you get hungry and you're trying to do what they're doing, you're going to eat it
1: so are you telling us that you could be on the show naked and afraid oh yeah I mean no problem all right i'd be I'd like think the challenge has been laid down <laughs>
4: I, I think it's i think it would be weird because it would be like wow this dude's either too happy to be surviving or just excited that he's naked and there's cameras <laughs> uh, so
1: so so you, so you had that first experience experience what what happened right after that and then you
4: know okay so after that that thing walks away uh we you know we uh end up it walks away but it continues what it's doing with the popping the sticks and walking around and like the kind of weird noises that you're hearing you can't really tell what they are um and so my bass player goes to bed. Apparently, he doesn't make it all the way into the tent. Uh, I fell asleep on the cooler. Okay? I mm-hmm. fell asleep setting up. Uh, I actually woke up, uh, like fell over and woke up. So I, I get into the tent. He's hammered. Uh, I mean, I, I drank some, but I wasn't like, I mean, I could have drove, not legally, but I could operate the vehicle to the end of the road. You know, I wouldn't get on the highway. But,
1: uh, you know how many times the judge has heard that very same statement? I'm
4: sure. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? I'm not You're like right. wasted drunk. Uh, you know, right. I, I probably wouldn't legally pass, but I, I wasn't, I'm not hallucinating things. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, and, and who's ever gotten drunk and hallucinating? Like, everybody always makes a big deal out of, oh, were they drinking? What does it matter? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I guess unless they're trash. So, uh, we get into the tent, I go to sleep, I got my pistol, uh, right beside me, all is good. I don't know what time of morning it was, I wake up to a grown man screaming, and I open my eyes, and the tent is right about two, three inches, uh, above the top of my face, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, it had pressed the tent down. And I don't know what happened to make uh, Matt scream. But something had pressed that tent down. Something woke him up while it happened. But it, when I woke up, the tent was in the face. And then he's screaming. The tent pops up. Uh, and now how you got to figure this is a two-man tent. This is a small tent. We had no intentions on sleeping in the same tent. There were two tents set up.
1: Ah, I we see. We got
4: into the same one. Grown men.
1: All right. This sounds like a whole different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I'm
1: waiting I'm waiting for the, the candlelight and the uh and very white here. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so so you wake up and something is in the act of pressing the tent down is what right, you're saying. Okay. Right.
4: So, it lets go right after I open my eyes, like, shortly after. Not, I mean, one, two seconds. Long enough for me to see that it was there, and then it, it comes off. And then you hear it run off. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, we're just kind of sitting there, like, what in the hell? Has just had, we were scared to go outside. Like, terrified, dude. I mean, I, I was scared. And so... He, uh, I guess we both stayed awake as long as we could. I ended up, you know, dozing back off, setting up again. Uh, but as soon as, like, daylight came, he came went and got in his truck. And he was like, come on, let's, we'll sleep in the truck. And I was like, dude, no. You know? I was like, what well, do you want to do? You want to wake up and see that thing looking at you? And you having to look back at it? You know, fuck that. I wasn't... I wasn't in the market to do that at the time.
1: Well, I think that that brings up an interesting situation there because in the truck you think you would feel more safe. No, you know I'm, what I'm saying? In the tent, I mean, it pressed the thing down to your face. It could just I mean, if you I mean the, the tent you're incredibly vulnerable. Right, but you're saying oh, What else you,
4: didn't are you want gonna wake do in up the and... truck? You know, I mean, like, what are you gonna do? See, he's gonna have to make a three point turn to get us out of here. <laughs> like at the at the time, no, I'm just gonna to sit there and watch this thing do whatever.
1: So you were scared you were gonna him. wake up and this thing's face was gonna be right in your face. Right. Petrified, bro.
4: No part of me wanted to deal with this and that's i've never really got into you know how i felt about the uh the encounter what i felt during the time and stuff but it's i never at any point wanted to lay my eyes on this thing
1: so did you ever go and talk to the property owner and tell him what you experienced
4: uh i went back to sleep in the tent he slept in the truck when we woke up, he came and got me up. Uh, and we went to Hardy's, didn't say a word. Uh, Hardy's was like a 20 minute drive. Um, we ate breakfast about midway through breakfast. He said, They ain't got us. What you want? They didn't get us last night. What do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. I'm going to call my dad. I called my dad. I said, Hey, man, I think we're going to come home. He's like, You mean to tell me you've been looking for Bigfoot? You found Bigfoot, and now you come into the house. <laughs>
1: so uh, he did. You say, "Well, why don't you get in your truck and come out here <laughs> and sleep in this tent?"
4: Oh no, well he would have.
1: That was his thing. He
4: he was recovering from. Uh, they had like taken half his bladder and one of his kidneys because he had cancer. So they uh, he would have been there, and that was the thing he was telling me. He's like, "Dude, I'm sick." You know, if, it, if it's really out there, stay out there. And so we did. Uh, darkness came again. We did tell the property owner around three, you know, kind of what happened. We let her know we had some stuff go on last night. Didn't want to give away too much. Didn't really know because at this point now I'm starting to question, are they messing with us?
1: Right. Is this a big gag?
4: Yeah, this is a big gag. Uh, I spend the majority of the day walking around looking for game cameras. I'm trying to see if I'm like, I don't know. See if they got
1: you on, on big Brother. Yeah.
4: Yeah. See if they're doing anything. I just remember looking for game cameras thinking, you know, uh, uh, how, how many people are coming out here in these woods? Is it because they couldn't do it, but maybe their sons could. You know, but I couldn't find anything. So, um, darkness fell again. Shit started back up, didn't miss a beat. Uh, but no, no, uh, no, no, like encounter second night. The only thing we heard was it went off probably, probably 30, 40 yards away. It like did this kind of scream thing. I try to mimic it when I do my calls. It was like the first call I heard. And then, and then one answered it probably sounded like it was a mile away or so.
1: So do you, so how many do you think was out there?
4: I think it was just one that night. Uh, But about a mile away was another one. They were probably in the area, but I don't think we ever heard more than one. I didn't, like, when my dad got his footage, there was probably, like, three or four. You know, just by, yeah. like, here I'm hearing footsteps over here. Now I'm hearing the same shit over there. Now they're knocking back and forth. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, right. I, I believe there was only one there th- at that point. Uh, but anyways, it sold me. You know, I was done. I was like, all right, I quit my band. Uh, we were making good money. We are playing a cover band. Um,
1: all right. So who, what was the name of your cover band? Oh, we didn't start
4: out a cover band, but my band's name was Fireplug. Uh, we just ended up doing a show, and you know we knew some covers and we played them, and then they were like, "Hey, we'll pay you six hundred bucks a night," and we're like, "All right." <laughs> so we
1: started doing it. <laughs>
4: the next thing you knew, we were making like a thousand bucks on a night, and then we had like steady gigs everywhere.
1: Like we you walked it, away from that because. You had you had been bitten by the by the bug.
4: Yep. Quit all that because well you know it was a lot of bullshit with the band anyways. You know what I mean? You can't. I don't really hear of a lot of good things that come out of a bar.
3: <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> y'all, y'all got that buddy that met his wife at the bar. Uh, <laughs> Is that his a matter of fact, whatever. It? You know, uh, never nothing good. So.
1: Yeah, it usually
2: doesn't <laughs> last.
1: Nope. You know a good name for your band would have been Stacy Brown and the Bigfoots. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>
4: well, everybody thought of me as a nut because like, I was still into Bigfoot because Rick Dyer fooled me. That first 2008 hoax he had on CNN shit, I was telling everybody because I've watched Bigfoot videos back then and I was still very much into it. And uh, you know, watching videos and uh, show everybody, they laugh, they poke fun. I was like Rick Dyer, "Oh, this shit's real." He's got a, he's a cop, you know, because uh, I'd heard he was a cop. I was like, he's a fucking police officer. He ain't playing? He ain't playing? Sure as shit, he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so
1: <laughs> Stacey, this. "What do you say to the skeptics?" Because, because I've heard skeptics say that. You know, anybody that goes out in the woods looking for Bigfoot and claims that they see a Bigfoot is probably full of shit. That it's that it's you know, that people I'll tell you what he says. Check out my dad's thermal footage. Oh, I, well I kinda want him to answer, <laughs> not you. Uh you know, here's the deal.
4: Like, I wouldn't have believed you ten years ago. You know what I mean? I I'd have listened to you, but most people won't believe you. And I wouldn't have believed you. Even when I was going through my first encounter, that was a big problem. This ain't supposed to be real. And I can't believe this is happening. It was in more of a shock. So, you know, when you're telling somebody that there's an eight-foot-tall hairy man walking out in the woods, that's a tall order to get somebody to believe, bro.
1: Right. So, historically, his- historically, Florida... Um... Help me out on this because I, I, I'm going to screw the dates up, Stacy. 1800s wasn't there a, a, a situation where someone captured a, uh, a, a what they called a hairy man and and basically didn't know what it was, thought it was somebody escaped from a mental asylum and, and... Yeah, I think you talked about it on the on the documentary, right? That's Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, it was. 1886 i want to say right after the civil war ended
1: uh has it really ended down there
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right so uh
1: next question (laughs) all right i got him with that
4: (laughs) uh well you know i mean still sore probably i don't know it's more of how I guess the problem with it is 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 the more of how it was actually portrayed of what it was about.
1: I'm okay. following you. Yes, I was a history major, so I got you. Yeah,
4: well, you know, the Victor always writes the,
1: the story. Yes, and I guess, yes, yeah,
4: sorry. and I guess you got to have a bad guy, but eh, I can't. You can't tell me that the whole South's gonna fight for what three percent of the population owns. Anyways uh, so <laughs> so this uh, thing these people have moved into this area called Ocheesy Pond and it's it's a rough area bro and they're trying to avoid the carpet baggers coming down they don't want nothing to do with it they, you know they're just like ah we'll go out here they'll leave us alone Well they get out there they build their little community and they realize that there's like local that lives in the area. Uh, he's coming up stealing chickens, uh, the livestock. And depending on who you talk to, a kid got like really close to being grabbed. Okay. Some people say it's just made up. Uh, others say it definitely happened that, you know, they have been told and that's all this story is anymore. Besides like a newspaper article, it's all, you know what I'm saying? It's all all what my family had told me. So, uh, like I said, depending on who you talk to, uh, this thing tried to grab one of the kids. Well, they formed a posse because that was the thing that people liked to do back then. And they went out. Uh, They knew where it went. You know what I mean? It wasn't hard. They knew it stayed on this one little small tiny island. They come up on that island from all sides, went on there and caught it. The thing went without a fight. More or less shocked, I guess, uh, by what was happening. So they capture this thing and they're gonna kill it, uh, but they're like, "Hold up, this is some crazy dude." They, I guess they kind of more or less feel bad about it because the things like emaciated, really bad off. Uh, you know, like I described the hair. That, you know when they it yeah, kinda,
1: kinda, all shaggy and yeah, almost,
4: he and... looks just like just rough. You know what I'm saying and. So they're like, shit, well, let's take this to the governor. So they take it to William D. Bloxham there in Tallahassee, uh, which is about, I want to say, probably a 45-minute ride from Tallahassee on the interstate at 70 miles an hour. So it probably took better part of a day to make it, maybe two days to get it to the governor. I'm not sure how how uh, the miles per hour were on those things. Uh <laughs> But they take it to him and he's, hes you know, I guess more or less kind of appalled that they brought this thing to him. Uh, so, But he reluctantly sends out some some, uh, you know, some telegrams asking the local hospitals if they are missing somebody. Nobody is missing a patient. He sends it to the Florida State Hospital, which is back over around the same area where they caught it okay um to be fair chattahoochee is probably maybe 12 miles as the crow flies where the state hospital is over there to where this place is so uh maybe a little bit further but they take it to chattahoochee they put it in the hospital there and that's where you know the trail goes cold uh, some people say it, li- it lived uh, three days and died. Other people say three years. So, but it is buried on the grounds there at the Florida State Hospital. They, um, it was such How a. How do we problem. get in order to exhume the body? And here's the problem, because hmm. this is an angle I'm still, still after them at. They, the hospital was so bad back then. Like, they just killed people. Like uh, it was just bad for the for the patients. Uh, These are sick people, and you know know how you you can't stick train them all. I guess so you end up killing a few of them, and they had to hire like they had a few different caretakers that were just processing the bodies there. So there's graveyards all over the place in that damn at that hospital. Like all the grounds. At some point or another have people buried in in the in the damn soil so they built buildings over some of these and they believe it to be this one building or the lady i talked to believes it to be this one building but getting permission to drill through the foundation and then on top of that you're you're looking for john does that come in in that year and there's so many of them uh
1: it's the needle in the haystack.
4: Yeah, and then on top of <clears> that, <throat> he buried the bodies like like five inches apart. Oh,
1: yeah.
4: You know what I mean? Oh, this, wasn't, this wasn't like, oh, we taking care of this person. No, we just bashed this dude's brains in. Just throw him in the
1: fucking hole. <laughs> you mm, know? Mm, mm. <laughs> By the way, we had another, when we had Erie, Florida on there, the, the boys' home. Yeah, the boys' home, man. Jeez. Yeah, hey, that's not far from there. This is like, that's the same county. No kidding. Wow.
4: Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that's where the trail goes cold. He's buried somewhere there, you know, um, but that's not didn't, the earliest one.
1: Didn't Florida have a, have a, wasn't that the place that had the, uh, oh, the place is called uh, the something for mentals and bastards. No, I'm not kidding you. They 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 put people who were bastard. Wasn't children... that the name of your fraternity in college? Yes, yes. <laughs> but no, it was like they would take people that were bastard kids and oh, get dumped, that was... and then people that were mentally ill, and they'd throw them in the same house and the home for mentals and bastards or something like that. I thought it was Florida.
4: That's called Big Brother,
1: dude. I'm <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, okay. So you have. <laughs> We've completely rewritten the Civil <laughs> War, trashed uh, the judges' fraternity. I know was it was a fraternity. Oh well, whatever. It was a loose, loose organization of of <laughs> mentals and bastards. <laughs> uh, so, so you have, so you have your experiences. You're sold. So, in what order then? I because we want to, we want to get to the. Uh, the documentary you did, "The Skunk Ape Lives," because we've all we, the three of us, have watched it, loved it, thought yep. it was fantastic. So, what then propelled you to uh, to say, "I need to document"? I this. need to take this to the next level. I yeah, need how to do go you, from just hanging out and being yeah. a wild man for ten days in the, in the in nature to saying, "Hey, look, I want to start documenting, researching, yeah. producing this, and making." Because that's thing. not an easy that's not an easy task. Too. No,
4: well, okay, so I won a Spike TV show called Bigfoot Bounty, okay? I won a, a research grant with that. So what you're seeing in this film is basically what I, what I did with that money, you know? Uh, like, those people I talked to, you, the majority of the people I met were after that show, you know what I mean? Because I was able to invest in myself to do it full-time.
3: hmm Okay. That's
4: all oh, I did okay. bro That was all I did <laughs> I just I hunt skunk ape Until the money ran out And and it was fun And it was great I met a lot of people I did a lot of things Come up with a lot of theories And this is This really helped me in my research I was able to dig into things You know Cause like Then I could very well Justify Sitting on YouTube And watching Bigfoot videos Absolutely I'm, I'm doing research uh, you know I was always working Uh, it was fun and um, so that's where I met a lot of these people and I was in a TV production since I was in elementary school I used to read the morning announcements Um, but then in in high school you know um, we just make little films and stuff like that and when I got involved with the television shows and then doing Finding Bigfoot and other things we've done people would want to shop me on shows, you know, like companies would call and they'd be like, Oh, Hey, we want to shoot a TV show with you, blah, blah. blah. And you would come up with an idea and thank God none of these shows never sold because I, 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 I just look back on it and it's just like gross. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, because the skunk Cape lives, the, the beautiful thing about this film I, I, and the reason I love it, I didn't have to have nobody else's input. I just did what I wanted to do. And people enjoyed it. And so if you get on like Expedition <laughs> Bigfoot or any of these other shows, Finding Bigfoot, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like with Expedition Bigfoot, there are some good people go on that show and straight up live. They're making entertainment. They're making Bigfoot entertainment. I know when they got sold on that show, they were told they were gonna be on there and really be hunting Bigfoot? You ain't you ain't got no rights. You ain't got no rights when you work on the TV show. So that's the yeah. that's the reason for me because I I love creating content. I love editing. I love doing all that stuff. Uh, but I want to do it my way. So and this was the first one that really the I guess the feedback was just overwhelming. Like the amount of uh, rentals views we've had. Ridiculous, bro.
1: Well, what I liked about it was it's a very straightforward, yeah. no nonsense. Here is eyewitness accounts. Here's some theories, and the the authenticity of the people that you interviewed, and the genuineness of the people that you interviewed, and the one thing that that stuck out to me was when I heard the stories was you could tell people were not embellishing the details that they put in some of the details were so mundane that if somebody was going to make a story up they would not have the minutia that some of these stories added because these people are telling the story because they're reliving it in their mind and when you relive it in your mind you're telling exactly what happened and it just was i was really really impressed with it and I thought, in my opinion, it's the best Bigfoot show I've seen because it it's is yeah. straightforward and you could tell there's no um, there's no production to it in that you're trying to get people to tell bullshit stories
4: right you know, in my opinion, this is what they all should do. you know what I mean and mm-hmm. like yeah. Even it's, if you wanted to put, like, a, I, I don't have a problem with, like, hunting the creature on TV, you know what I mean? It, even though it's incredibly boring, but you know, we want to hear from the witnesses. That's, that's why I, you look at, like, Sasquatch Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's, that's yeah. it, dude. I mean, that's it. That's what people want to hear. They want to hear of the people who have actually seen this thing.
2: The sincerity comes through.
4: Exactly. You know, but like with Finding Bigfoot, when I was doing that. When I did the uh, the Mayaka episode, there was a guy who had like contacted me with a Bigfoot story, uh, but he didn't see it. And so he couldn't be on the show. Well, turns out, three days before we filmed, he went over my head and emailed one of the producers and said, Oh, I just seen it. I just seen it. I, w- I knew this dude was lying. And they didn't. I told Matt. I said that dude is lying. He said I don't care. He's in the military. We're putting him on TV. And I was like, oh my god. It just drove me up a wall, bro.
1: So, and I know I've said this on several shows, but just for your information, I went to law school with Matt Moneymaker.
4: Hey, I honestly like Matt
1: Moneymaker. I, I, I mean, I remember him from law school. I, I don't. I mean.
4: Party I party mean, with a dude. I time with a dude, or anything like that.
1: But, but I, I well, I dare you, Stacy Brown, to party with the judge. Oh, and he's you not will ready forget for about him. Matt <laughs> <in his part. laughs> so
4: Matt was, uh, Matt was, Matt. I like Matt because, like, no matter what happens, when you leave the room, you know what that dude thinks about you. Cause he's gonna tell you he ain't got no filter on his mouth. He thinks you're full of shit or something. I've seen him do it. <laughs> I've seen him tell people they're lying.
1: <laughs> so thinking to myself,
4: wow, bro. Some of the things he said to people, I'm just like, man. But well, hey, no, it's what you gotta like about him.
1: Well, well, not to give, cause, uh, cause we, I really, you know, I think we all want our listeners to go out, go to. I mean, I watched it on Amazon Prime. Is that the only place that it's available at right now? Is Amazon Prime?
4: No, it's. Um, it's on... We ran through Film Hub as our aggregator, so it's on Viddy it's on Amazon, and then some network that owns a bunch of different streaming channels picked it up. They don't actually give me good analytics, so if anybody out there is making films, never use Film Hub, ever. They, like, they just... I'm having to take their word for it. Anyways, uh, so I know it's on Amazon,
1: and it do will really be. How you really feel about Film Hub? Uh, <laughs> terrible, dude. Terrible. We'll, we'll, no. put the, we'll, we'll put it on pause.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time that we have for this week's episode. Make sure that you tune in next week, where your hosts, Shane Grove, The Judge, and myself we'll continue this enlightening interview with our very special guest and skunk ape expert Stacy Brown until next time never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows we are out <laughs>